go on a trip. Yeah, let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Harmer is a woman of many talents. She's a comedian, a broadcaster, a children's book author and a journalist and a much-loved former colleague of mine. Welcome to Suddenly Senior Wend. Suddenly, all right. What happened there? <laughs> really? What happened you there? You thought it was a speed bump, didn't you? <laughs> well, so was there a moment when you realised you were suddenly senior? Well, you know, it's a curious thing. Um, I have felt older than my age all my life. I think when I was even in my 40s, people would ask me how old I was and I would say, oh, I'm 50. And, and then i think, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not 50. For I, I think I felt my true age when I was 50. Was that, I think that felt about right. Do you think that was because you had to assume the, the sort of parental role when your mother left? I do think so, yeah. Oh. I think that was at that level of responsibility there and looking after the little ones. And, yeah, I do think I, I think that's it, yeah. Well, then what's your true age? And not not uh, not your actual age, but your true age, as oh, you mentioned. Fifty, I 50. think. Fifty, still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perpetually fifty. Well, that's I reckon because I think people get to an age and they don't really get any older. Sure, sure, their body falls over a bit, but I think you just hit that mark and you don't really get any older. Yeah, yeah. What is it for you? I think about 20. <laughs> I'm nine. still a knucklehead. Nine? Yes. <laughs> most, I, most, most blokes are about nine. Yeah, I think that's still right. love a fart joke, Yeah, that's you know. exactly right. Well, I, I say to my sons, you know, it's not till 25 that blokes go, oh, what happened? Mm. And wake up a little bit. Mm. And they suddenly realise what's going on around them. The rest of it's just, just surfing. <laughs> So do you like it here on the, on the other side of 60, Wendy, or, or do you yearn for the younger you? No, I don't think it's – I think yearning for things is not really much point, is there? No, it's just, it's just a, a matter of, of adjustment. But I must say, and I guess I've been doing this for a long time too, and I'm sure people can relate to this, you do hear of someone popping off. You know, mm. someone dying and think, oh, how many Christmases is that that I've got mm. left? Mm. And I am doing that thing. I am doing that thing now. I say, I'm 66, you know, <laughs> as if it's <laughs> an excuse for something. <laughs> have you been doing that? Yes, uh, as if it's an excuse for something. Well, I don't Definitely. know that it's an excuse. It's just a pulling of rank, I think, in my oh, position, yeah. you know, from my of, point of view. Yeah. It's like I know, hey, 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 I'm 66, you know. I know all about this stuff yeah. <laughs> as people roll. Roll their eyes, you That's know. right. My kids roll their eyes. And so how have you changed? What kind of woman are you now? Uh, you know, what is really interesting to me is, you know how um, that, oh, that stupid sort of trope they have in the magazines and newspapers, they say, write a letter to your younger self. Oh, yes. And I think my younger self should write a letter to me. Because my younger self was brave, adventurous, um, you know, crashed through barriers um, and much more than I think I 
am now. Is that right? See, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm now braver than I was as a young woman and and more assertive and more willing to crash through barriers or offend people or, you know, uh, you know, just stand up for who oh, I see, am. Oh, see, I started offending people when, when I was... <laughs> that was your gig. In my 20s Did and you? 30s. That was, yeah, that was your exactly. profession. <laughs> it's in the job description. I think it's, it, it's funny, you know... We, Offending people or, or whatever it is, you know, you, you, your gig has been an incredible one and you have somebody who's grabbed so many different gigs and done them, author, stand-up, radio, you've been a guru at all of those. You're coming off being on breakfast radio for a number of years and, and you're, you're finding yourself in that sort of area, mm. what am I going to do next? And I, I would guess that would be a big thing resonating in your head. Would I be right? Oh, Absolutely, yeah, for sure. I think there's a nice thing that happens, though. I was talking to my friend, uh, you know, Gina Riley, um, mm. not long ago, that you know from Kath and Kim, etc. And she said she doesn't feel as ambitious as she once did, and she was really fiercely ambitious, and we both were, and we both knew that about each other, mm-hmm. I guess. And so I think about the same time that you feel like. You want to have a bit of a lie down, and you don't want to do as much. Then that maybe that lack of ambition coincides with that, which I think is a good thing. But I was also having a long chat with Deborah Oswald the other night, the wonderful playwright, and she says, "Oh yes, she says um, that there's a lot of pressure on you if 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 you're going to start a project to think." Oh, you know, this has got to be really good. The, you know, this has got to be mm. the big one. Whereas I, I kind of don't really feel that. I, I do feel very satisfied that I can look back and say, well, I did that, I did mm. that, and I did. Mind you, I, what it actually says Ian, is, is that I've got an incredibly short attention span, <laughs> <laughs> and if I just concentrated on one thing, I might have done a bit better. But um, how could you have done oh, any better? Come, yeah, on. come on, but no, but um. When I look at what I wanted, I mean, I, I must admit there was one particular moment when I turned around my husband and I was having a bit of a, I'm just going to fade into obscurity. <laughs> and he said, you're talking to me? I've been in obscurity my entire life. I went, oh, yeah, okay. Yes. You know, you can get awfully caught up in yeah. your ego. And I think, look, for people who've kind of been in the public eye, it's about kind of losing that place, you know, relevancy, deficiency syndrome. For people who've been really beautiful, you know, there are the same sort of challenges, mm, mm. I think. I've had a lot mm. of that. <laughs> <laughs> but for people who were, you know, who, who were champion sports people. Mm. So we've all got to negotiate um, these things. That's true. And I think the main thing is, as you say, Ian, and I wonder whether you both agree with me, it's a constant negotiation. It's something you you sort of do mindfully. You don't just let yourself slide into a sort of a depression and a miasma of stress and and feeling left behind, you've got to actively, I think, at this age, work on your mindset mm. and your mindfulness, you yes, know, as much yes. as as much as anything else. I think and I think I, I I think this aspect of getting old is not talked about a lot because only people our age can understand it, I suppose. And younger people will just turn around and say, well, you've had your go. 
You yeah. know, you're whinging and complaining. So I think that this aspect of getting older, this mental readjustment is, I think it's one of the taboos. I don't think it's talked about. But what are you mentally adjusting to, to not being as relevant in, in your career? I think you're you're dealing with lots of things, aren't you, at all the same time. You're dealing with your... your and see, my, my daughter's still at home because I have mm. my kids late in life and my son lives next door. So we're still... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's does great. He come home so it's neighbours. Does he bring his laundry home? Does he bring really? his laundry over? Yes, he does. So, yes, he comes over. Oh, if you were him. to look at our text messages, they're like, um, roast leg of lamb, mm. uh, you know, question mark, spaghetti bolognese, question mark, you know, chicken leeks. He's luck. Whatever. He's very lucky. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's also the loss of your, you know, your f- physical health, your amenity or whatever, you know, maybe your, your knee goes or your whatever it might be. We'll be, be. asking you that shortly about your ailments. Oh. <laughs> it's long- our new segment. <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> I don't think you can see this rash on uh, the podcast. but um, So you're dealing with that. I think you're also dealing with quite a lot of grief. You know, in many That's ways, right. I That's mean, right. um, you, you know, the loss of parents or the loss of friends. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Mm. A lot going on. Grief's an interesting point. It is something we have to deal with because our friends and and family people people are gathered. And <laughs> no, really, yeah. This is Rogerson's <laughs> euphemism yes. for dying. Uh, yeah, and, and so you have to put that in perspective. <laughs> you have to that grief is something that you've got to. Where actually, are they gathered? Yeah, where well, are they? Well, they're gathered <laughs> to wherever <laughs> the next stage of whatever they're going to be. I'm trying not to use the word decomposition. Like a, like a <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean. We have to compartmentalize. Yeah. Well, that's right. And I went to the funeral of a 92-year-old um, just on the this last week who was the most active person, really? who had lived like five lifetimes oh, great. in one life. He caught his love, Tom Kersop, an amazing um, environmental activist and surfer. He caught his last wave at 91 How as a wow. surfer. Gorgeous. I mean, isn't that amazing? Bless him. And you wonder whether you, I guess that's the other thing that you think about, have I soaked up enough of this life? Yes. Ooh. Is it too le- too late to learn surfing? That's what I think. <laughs> well, he didn't start till he was in his 50s. Oh, is that so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So maybe well, it's not. it's funny you, should, you say that because I've been thinking, I should take up the guitar again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, why not? I throw myself into cooking. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the lockdown really helped with that. Yeah, Um, it was one of the few things it did help with. But I I just love it. Yeah, and and I don't know why it's something I didn't really concentrate on more when I was younger. But now uh, I've got I can run with it. I can do something silly. And sometimes around the table, much the same as you were talking about earlier, they'll look at me going, "Oh, well, this is uh, what's this?" You know. But for me, I just think, well. It's, it's something now, I grab can you, onto. Can you bake? I'm not quite at that stage. You I don't cakes. Know what, mm. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really do desserts or, or yeah. pastries. I went on Celebrity Master Chef in the first time they did a Celebrity Master Chef, and I suffered the embarrassment 
of being kicked out of the program, I think, in the first or second episode, and I was beaten by the cricketer Simon Caddick, <laughs> who has no sense of smell. Wow. <laughs> now, <laughs> that is poor, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, but I'm a, I'm a, fair, I'm a fair cook myself. Yes, yeah, she is. She's an excellent cook. Yep. Let me ask you about this, Wendy, that, yes. you know, uh, that thing that many older women and, and men talk about being invisible. Has that ever happened to you? Do you feel that? No. No. Not at all. You're no, quite no, visible. No, not at all. I am, I'm, look, I am Mrs. Have a Chat. You make your presence felt. I will have a chat anywhere I go. I'm on enormously good terms with the blokes down at the local bottle shop. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> and the butcher and whatever. I just look. I sometimes see really older folk and you know that that's probably going to be their one interaction for the day mm. and that's really a sad yeah. thing. So I'm lucky, you know, my family's all around and all that kind of thing. But, no, I just chat on and um, my my kids hate going out with me if I'm about to return an item, Angela. I remember when my son was a bit younger, I said to him, and we were going back to, to um, uh, office works with a computer, and I said to him as he walked through the door, like he's like 18, be prepared to stay here all night. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to sleep here. And he's like, oh, my oh, no. God. <laughs> so let me ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah. they share your taste in music and clothes and that sort of thing? No, or? they just, they're all different. They're all you different. know, they're different to me. Um, I, I was watching Chef Ramsay Last night, Kitchen Nightmares, you know, as you do. We oh. were sitting around watching that. And oh, there, there, were, there, there was a the family had all gone into the parents' restaurant business. And I was just making the observation, how remarkable that your kids actually want to do what you want to do. Ooh. Is that an achievement? That it is must an achievement. be. Yeah, definitely. It must be because my kids look at me and go, no, no, I'm not, nah, not, not going to be no. doing that. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've learned the lesson of never buy my daughter clothes. I've, for a present. Oh, no. no but fruit not. doesn't fall far from the tree, I think, as well. That's one thing I've noticed with my boys is that, is that they, they have got those traits in there. Even if they fight against them, I know they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they really must enjoy you, Ian. Oh, <laughs> you, know, oh you just wait. Is that one of yours? Oh, I, I think the trouble is that they look at me, and particularly after they've been in lockdown with me now, and they know all the places that I'm going to go to. Hmm. And and they had that sort of tussle with. Please don't be the echo in my mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my daughter Maeve, she said, uh, you know, a week or so ago, why don't we go on a little trip away? And of oh. course, you know how the air the airports were so horrendous, mm. and there was no hire cars or anything. So she well, she said, well, let's just go to the Blue Mountains. She hadn't been there since she was quite young. So we went to the Blue Mountains together for a couple of days. We Just loved, the two of you? Yeah, we, we go on holidays oh, together all, yeah, all the time and we let those two Boys. idiots. Yeah. So great when they leave. It's just fantastic. Maeve and I have the house. We're just like, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, though, she can be a bit of a bit of a bit of a nag. And um, we're sitting in the car driving around and she's like, can you stop breathing like that, please? <laughs> 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 you think... <laughs> <laughs> you 
terrified yourself <laughs> just walking on eggshells. Yeah, you do. Are you the same? Well, absolutely, but my daughter is a fierce kind of eco-warrior and so mm. I, 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 she criticises me for how I throw things away yes. and the recycling habits. Which I, I consider myself, you know, an exemplary recycler, but it's not good enough for her. I recently visited her. She lives in Tasmania now. I recently visited her and I said, where's the rubbish bin? She said, we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> so what if things just dematerialise, do they? No, she's got the chickens for the things. Scraps and she's got the compost here, and they avoid the plastic That's and they it. get the bed. They have it. no That's need it. for a. So were you smuggling things out? I was. <laughs> I, when I got home, I had to put stuff in the bin. <laughs> All your plastic rattling yeah, around in right. the boot. <laughs> that's right. So now, Wendy, I know yeah. um, your elderly father ended up in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Do you envisage yourself as an old woman down way down the track? I don't envisage myself as an old woman. No, no, um, no, go, no. Go on. Well, yeah. that was my question. How do you well, envisage yourself further down the track? I have started making plans for this because our house is big enough that you could turn the bottom half of it into a flat it's two stories mm. you could turn because the bottom half of it is sort of you go downstairs and it's it's on a slope so you could turn the bottom half into a flat and this is where i think my carer is going to live <laughs> because my Have you husband picked one yet? carer slash driver <laughs> well i hope it's Maeve and her family but Aww. i think she may have moved out by then um, but here's the thing, because my husband did promise some years ago that um, we, and you'll know this, Anne, she said, yeah, yeah, when we get older, we'll move away from where we live there on the northern beaches. But he's reneged on that little promise and most recently said, you're going to have to carry me out of here feet first. Said, well, well, that can be arranged, obviously. <laughs> um, but I, I, he's like a mollusk on a rock. Mm. So... Maybe if I start thinking now about how to accommodate us staying there, we won't have we won't have to move. Maybe. Yeah, and why would you? I've been to your house. It's a lovely place. A it's good like spot. The country in the city, but it's up a stupid big hill. Big though. hill. Yeah. yeah. But comfort, though, is part of being. A, you know, our age is the fact that you know what you want. You're quite comfortable where you are, so you don't want to move. I suddenly understand what old people used to be saying, I don't want to do anything, I'm quite happy here. Thanks. Of course. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? Look, I have seen uh, cases where I think older people could be more flexible and have someone move in, you know, to share the costs and for company. And you can get into a situation where you're a real sort of dog in the manger about that. And you say, oh, I want all my things around me. I don't want to share and I want to mm. do what I do. And I think you're better off if you can cultivate being a bit more flexible mm. around that. I mean, Shall as soon as so. Brendan pops off, I'm like, you know, inviting a football team to come and move in. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> and so do you find well, yourself getting more conservative or more radical the older you get? Oh, about, about the about same. About the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I've always said I would have liked to run for politics, you know, that, Ange, but I kind of see that window closing, really, and I see also the, um, oh, well, the political landscape is so fractured and hostile and, Mm. you know, I don't think... Well, who'd want to be a politician? Oh, that's what I mean. You think about it. When you are someone who says, oh, all politicians are terrible and they're all in it for themselves, Mm. well, that means that democracy isn't as robust as it should be and it deters people from being 
you know, in politics. So I think that you've actually got to say, and this is, I'm sure this is counterintuitive for a lot of people, I think that you've got to say the opposite, that most people who go into politics, now you may not like what the, their ideas are, but most of them go in with an idea of changing the world for the better. Mm. You know, that's whether you think what their idea of the better, better is. That's right. Or, you agree with that Yeah, or we not, agree with it, it or not. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Mm. And... It's a shame that a lot of people say, oh, you know, all all politicians are liars and that sort of thing because if you don't like it, then that's what a democracy is. You can stand for election yourself Mm. and make it better. Mm. And that's why I think it's been really good to see all these independents stand, no matter what their, you know, whether you agree, who knows what political stripe a lot of them are. It's hard to tell with quite Mm. a few of them. But it does say, well, I care, I've got, you know, I've got something to add here and so I'm going to stand. And I think, you know, I would really like to see job sharing amongst politicians. I think that would be a great idea. idea. And especially leave it open to older people, you know, people of my age who think, well, I don't want to do an entire Polly's job, but I could do half of one. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And probably be, be twice as good. So, <laughs> so, But the same for local councils as well. And I would like to see more citizens, juries and, you know, all that. So I think our uh, democracy could do with a real shake-up. The, the model that we have is pretty old and it's, you know, moribund in lots of ways. Yeah, but, it, you know, this is... Interesting point, that one about, you know, if you're a little bit older, our age, you know, you'd like to have a little bit of a go. But I realise there's a certain sort of degree of selfishness in that as well. There is a point when people get to our age where you've really got to let the younger people have a go. And maybe that's what's missing out because they're looking at politics and going, it's so immovable, Mm. you you, you can't make a difference, I'm not going to play. And you really want them to jump in there and have a go at those things. I think the same, you know, in lots of areas in, in the media as well. It can, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why um, when I think about that I sort of stopped being in full-time radio at the age of 66, I thought I'd oh, be good to see some younger people have a go. Mm. Well, not that, you know, I'm being sort of some altruistic sort of, you know, it's not kind of Pollyanna <laughs> or anything like that, but I absolutely do think and I absolutely recognise you have had a fair Yes. And the projects that I do now will be projects that are labours of love and that I that I choose and that I enjoy, but I'm certainly not going to be sitting back and having a big old sook if, you know, they're in the bottom drawer of my desk when I pop <laughs> off, having written these five plays here and there's two telly movies that went nowhere. To, but there's still know. something you've done. Aren't yeah, they? There's yeah, still yeah. a little something you've got that yeah. I always have this image that, that somewhere along the line, my great great grandchild will suddenly go, This is not bad. I can make something out of this. <laughs> no, they will have chucked it away, I'm sure, because I bet it's a bet it's a big ream of paper. Well, things don't disintegrate the way they used to because they're digitised. Mm. Photos, this is what I find amazing. You go through old albums and you, you can't get the photo out because it's stuck in mm. there. <laughs> but you, you've got now new applications. You can digitise that photo. You've got it forever. And it's pristine. You can improve on it. And that, that's a great thing. Those this is hilarious that you, sh- you would think. That it's hilarious to me that you think digital is going to be forever. 
Because there's going to be something else. There's going to be a chip in your brain or something. <laughs> and then you're going to have to, in the same way that you threw out all your um, all your CDs. All CDs, all the albums. There won't be computers. There'll be something else, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a nostalgic person at all. I love uh, reading and, and listening about what's coming next. I think that's really exciting. The only, the only disappointment is it was a while ago that I realised life is like a three-act play and your character checks out somewhere in the second act, you know, so you don't get to see what happens. That's right. That's the only disappointing bit. Well, the only thing that gets me about that is is that I keep thinking all this stuff I've remembered, all these things I've got that are mine, they really are, they're my experience, I know. Yeah. What's going to happen with them? Why am I hanging on to them? What's the what's the whole? And this is an existential rave. I fully understand. But what what's the point? Yeah. Well, you are going to have you know your memories. They'll be all well, they'll be all loaded down on a little chip somewhere. And Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. They will be, and they can be inserted into a robot, and then your you know your grandchildren will have a little hologram of great grandpa <laughs> yeah. Rogerson. That's right. <laughs> Don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the television up. <laughs> That's right. What are you wearing? Yeah. Uh, we didn't you... even get to ailments. What a pity. Oh, yes, she's got a rash. No, oh, no, well, I haven't a... really got a rash. <laughs> what ailments have I got? Oh, no, no, we don't need to. No, no, that. no. I'm actually going to. I'm, <laughs> this is a funny thing. I'm going to the doctor next week and I've decided, right, I need a full Overhaul. I put mm. on so much weight during lockdown. I've just decided to get put up on the hoist. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just say the lot. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, I probably need an MRI, at least colonoscopy. A colonoscopy, an endoscopy, endoscopy a, a gastroscopy. gastroscopy. Every kind of oscopy. <laughs> and if I'm still alive tomorrow, I'll show you my cyst. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Darling, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being on our podcast. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Mm. It's lovely to be Absolute here. Lovely pleasure. to see you both. And you're look, both looking fantastic, actually. Thanks, honey. Yeah. Must be the country. It's uh... the Vaseline lens. Mm. <laughs> I uh, often ask to be shot through a Hessian bag from New Zealand. <laughs> that, seems to, <laughs> that seems to work for me. Thanks, darling. Thanks, Thanks. Wed. Bye. And remember, folks, of course, we have the Facebook group, so please feel free to give us any ideas about guests or whether we should do things, special segments, whatever you've got, please let us know. It's an active community. Be part of it. Oh, that sounds like life be in it. Please like and also subscribe. I'm Ian Rogerson. <laughs> That's right. Yes. See you next time, Edge. And I want wine with my meds. <laughs> 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 <laughs>